0: Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our community. What did they do to get started? And what are they doing to stay there? And Oh my goodness, are you in for a treat today? We're already in March 2024, and I have another special guest on the show today. Today, I'm getting to talk to Stacy Benavides. Stacy is a director of human resources at Doubletree by Hilton at the... Abilene Downtown Convention Center. She's also a 2024 Texas Sherm District Director. She's certified with her PHR or Sherm CP and a whole lot more. Stacy, so good to have you on the show. How you doing?
1: I'm great, Bruce. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you on the show. We've served together Texas Sherm for a long time. We recently oh. had our first meeting of 2024 in Frisco, Texas. What'd you think about that meeting?
1: It's always great when we come together. We this is I always say Texas Sherm is my third place. I can thank Roseanne Garza for that term. She introduced me to that, but it really is, right? Like, because where else can a group of HR professionals come together and just share experiences and just lean on one another? And though these are always my favorite times, even if it's once a quarter, I, I very much appreciate the opportunity to to get that
0: yeah it was a fantastic meeting of course uh you are a former president of big country sherm Uh, i got to meet livia uh Mm -hmm. livia martinez she was there she's the current president of course uh past president in the past veronica diaz i've got the opportunity to come to the great city of abilene and speak it's fantastic and so yeah texas sherm is 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 amazing and and uh I have really enjoyed getting to know you and serving with you. And now I get to have you on the show. I know there is probably a lot of things I know about you, but there's probably some things I don't know about you. And I would love for you to share. Share the Stacey Benavides story. Like, where did you grow up and how in the world did you get into HR and leadership?
1: So Stacy grew up in a small North Texas, North Central Texas community, uh, less than 500 people. So small Mm. town girl, there were 18 people in my graduating class. Uh, We had kindergarten through senior year of high school all in one building. Uh, When I say everybody knows everybody, you do know everybody. Uh, and then everybody knows what you do. So it's, you know, it, you, you get accustomed to that type of life, but then it also gives you opportunities to do things that you probably wouldn't normally get to. So everything in high school that I could I could do. Um, I did it from one act play to student council. Mm. Uh, I decided to run track and cross country one time, which is not <laughs> not pretty. Um, but I was real big into sports. Uh, volleyball, basketball was the main things that I played, and I think that's kind of where I started. You know, really my leadership, um, just kind of just how I like to like to approach things in my leadership. So. Um, you know, did through that throughout my whole year throughout all of high school. Um, And then really probably my junior year, my life trajectory kind of changed a little bit. Um, My father had passed away. And so um, I kind of I was older, I was 16 at the time, and Mm. just really was, you know, in a small community like that, like I said, everybody knows everybody. And so it really was a Community support to kind of get us through that and to to help us heal at that time. And so, um, but again, like I said, it kind of helped me, you know, foster just kind of how I am. And and I've always led and always just been been Stacy, right? You kind of you joke sometimes that my one of my handles on social media is Stacy all the time, which is true. Which is stay. I am me. If I if I am not my authentic self then I am not really serving uh, the person or, or helping people. And so that's just kind of how I like to lead is just being authentic. And then so high school, right, that led me to where I wanted to go to college. Um, and I had come to Abilene and Hardin-Simmons University mm-hmm. uh, for things and decided that this was a, a small Uh, you know, home feel type of collegiate opportunity that I wanted. I knew that if I went to somewhere larger, that I would not be successful, that I would just be a fish out of water coming from a class of 18, right? Like, like that's true. So I, you know, I was intentional about not going somewhere that I was just going to get lost in. Um, So came to Hardin-Simmons got really involved in the school of business. I had some really great professors that, you know, really became uh, just good people that, that, you know, I, I learned from, you know, got to be a part of really their family lives. And that was, that was important to me as I, as I moved away from home, like I, again, I wanted to be true. I wanted to be true to myself. And so College, right. College happened. Um, got my master's degree from Hardin-Simmons as Ooh. well, and then moved around and came back to Abilene in 2011. So along the way, I kind of figured out that HR was what I wanted to do. Um, I also figured out that, you know, I do like volunteering and and serving others. So in this long trajectory of almost 20 years of being in HR, i you know that's kind of where I found myself
0: uh okay so there's a lot here a lot to unpack I yeah I know there's I, I love it I love it I I grew up in a small town too but when you said a uh, class of 18 I'm like no 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 my small town was like a little bit less than a hundred uh that oh. is really small but you said something you said you talked about the importance of uh, uh being authentic you need to be your authentic self I, I'm curious like like, where did that come from? And, and I'll tell you, I, w- I want to talk about that for a second, because there's listeners here that they want to be more authentic, and they, they're they just trying to figure out how can I how can I do that? Because we're we're today in social media and everything else. Everybody's talking about, you know, the, the, the power of authenticity. Um, but mm-hmm. it's 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 not as easy for some people talk about that. Like, where did that come from?
1: And, you know, really for it's, it's the awareness, I think is what it starts out, right? Like if you are aware that you are, that you are presenting your best self, then that you are going to be intentional with doing that as you continue on, right? No matter who you meet, no matter what you're doing, if that, if that is important to you, you will focus on that. But I think a lot of it is that people are just, some people are just not aware of how you know, how they are presenting themselves, how they are coming across.
0: I talked to so many different people that say, Hey, I'm going to like, I'm going to stand behind the curtain here. I don't want people to really know who I am. And I, it's like when they share their story, it's so inspiring. And I'm, I'm like on this mission of like helping people, like, you know, see the, the possibilities of when you share your story, what that, like what that does and what it does is it helps you connect Right. Mm-hmm. Not just with other people, but just to what you do, your calling and, and and the way you approach things every day. And so I love I love all that. Okay. So you you went and got your masters. I love that by the way. I did. I, did you go get your master's in HR? How did you get introduced to like HR?
1: So funny story. Great. I'm glad you asked that. So I got my my, my bachelor's degree, right? It was in business administration, really didn't know kind of what area in business I wanted to go into. My mother is a previous CFO, so she's got the finance side of the brain, whereas I got more of the people side, and so we always joke with one another about all of that. But like, I knew I wanted to do something in business, right? And so, got my my bachelor's degree, worked for about six months for a nurse recruiting company that went belly up. Um, and I didn't really know what else to do. So I was like, you know what? I still know all those professors. So I'm going to go back and get my, my master's degree. And so honestly, to, to, to share a little secret, like it, it I, I enjoyed it because it was like just one continuous long degree that I had because <laughs> I still <laughs> had the same professors and all of that. But it was honestly, it was during that time I was working full time and then taking classes at night. I had an adjunct professor that was that was his first teaching opportunity. He really? was coming from the banking sector um, and doing business and HR for fun, you know, for a bank, and we were talking about org theory. Um, had our books open and we were going through that, and there was just some story, and I honestly can't remember what the story is now, but there was something that he said that kind of had the light bulb. And I was like, Ooh, you know, this, this HR side, the people, the people part of it sounds okay. I don't have to deal with numbers or anything like that. I'll do a people that seems easy enough. And so that's, I was like, you know what, let's, let's explore HR. And so, um, looked for, you know, opportunities that, that generalist type position kind of entry level, um, found an opportunity actually in Lubbock for a home health agency and, um, a director of HR there that just kind of took me under her wing and really guided me and showed me, you know, the the beginnings of HR and you know the the acronyms and the terms and all those you know things that as a as a young HR person you it's valuable to know. So that's pretty much how HR for Stacy started. Is that you know I. I didn't want to do numbers. I didn't want to do the accounting finance side. I was like, I'm a, I like people. So let's stick with that. So here I am.
0: I love that Stacy, all the time. That's fantastic. Okay. So, and it's nice to have like, uh, I always like to talk about mentors. You've talked about some professors mm-hmm. you've talked about, you talked about your mom being a CFO. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my brother who was a business leader. And so I kind of followed him, said, Hey, I'm going to get my business degree. I'm not sure where I'm going. I ended up in relocation and, but it's a matter of, you know, I had different people guiding me along the way. Mm -hmm. Did you have a a couple of other mentors that have helped you get to where you are today and anything in particular that, that it was, that made him a great mentor.
1: I think, you know, anybody could be a mentor if you are willing to listen I think mm. sometimes when we don't listen when we're just shut down and we've got our we're we're stuck in our head and we just we we think we've got it figured out and you never know that there will be that somebody that just walks along and just says that little nugget and gets you out of what you're thinking about. So I mean, yes, there's mentors that are, you know, more knowledgeable in HR or business or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I think just in general, like everybody that you meet has something that they can help you with. Everybody's a mentor to me. I, I, (laughs) I don't pretend to know everything, you know, progress over perfection. And so I will gladly stand up and say, I don't know something, help me. And, you know, I am Mm -hmm. humble enough to ask for that help
0: progress over perfection. That is fantastic. And by the way, that's not just like we talked about being authentic. That's not easy sometimes to say, Hey, yep. I don't know. Yep. Right. Cause a lot of times we're, you know, we're in the workplace and we're trying, we're doing great work and, you know, we're looking for that next promotion or we're, or we're just looking to look good in the workplace. And sometimes we don't raise our hand. We're just like, Oh, I'll just figure it out. And mm-hmm. but sometimes it, it's very helpful to do that. I, I'm I'm curious. And, and by the way, uh, you said you need to be willing to listen. Need to be willing to listen. That that's a that's a big point. I think that great leaders that I've known are great listeners a mm-hmm. great listener. So you feel like that's a skill? Can people learn to be a great listener? What what are your thoughts around that?
1: I th- I think you can. It takes it takes some practice and some work at it, right? I will 100% admit that I'm stubborn and and don't want to listen to mm. things when I'm in that mood or you know whatever, but you know, looking back at those, oper- those, those examples of when I've been in that mood and then how I got out of it was if I would just listened and, you know, paid attention to what was being said to me, I could have moved past all this unnecessary, you know, confusion or whatever it is that i'm dealing with that time if i would just been open to listen i could have moved past it quicker and moved Mm. on to something else if that makes sense i'm very much a a proponent of evaluating that that situation and is this really what i i use the term is this really the hill i want to die on today is this Mm. really that important and that it's it's a priority than all this other stuff that I have already set for myself so and being in HR right that's a constant struggle because you've got employees you've got managers you've got people coming to you all day every day you know fighting for that and you know for me as an HR person I you know I set the ground rules early of you know this is this is how I am this is my priority I will try to help you the best I can, but you know, some people like it, some people don't. Um, But I think it, but like you said, it's about that connection Mm -hmm. and that's how I, how I approach things now before I would say, but you know, previous back in my, back in my (laughs) career, I didn't really make that connection. But now as I've gotten older, I've become a mom, I've got, I've done, you know, a lot more, Uh, volunteer opportunities and met great people that have shown me the importance of that connection and being real. So
0: I feel like whenever I look at great leaders in my career, that's the one thing that I see in all of them is they're great listeners. Like when I see someone that's a great listener, all of a sudden I'm almost like, it's almost like inspiring is probably not the word, but I'm just, I'm, I'm attracted to that because I'm like, they value what I'm saying. They're really listening to what I'm saying. So I know I'm going to get some good advice. Uh, that that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: And it's so funny because, you know, yes, again, being a in HR, I'm going to try to solve it. I'm going to try to Mm. come up with a solution for (laughs) you. And I have learned, and you can ask my husband this too, that, (laughs) you know, sometimes that other person does not want me to solve it. They don't need me to come up with a solution. Again, they just need me to listen. They just need me to be an ear and which is, again, it's a learned trait, right? I'm having to learn just to sit there and be quiet and listen, listen to them.
0: I heard what somebody say one time, Stacey, they said that uh, sometimes people just want to be heard. Sometimes they want to be helped and sometimes they want to be hugged. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're listening, y- you know, to be able to say, Hey, are you wanting me to help you? hear you, listen to you or hug you. (laughs) Yeah, And I'm like, so I tried that out on my wife the other day. And she said, just listen, just listen. listen. Uh, That's fantastic. Oh, so good. Hey, well, I always like to talk about uh, finding your lane. I wrote the book, find your lane. So I'm always curious about like, when was there a moment that you found your lane? I mean, here you are, like you said, hey, I, you know, I, I had a job, I went back, I got my master's, and I've navigated my career into uh, leadership in, in HR. Here you are today. Was there a moment you can look back and say, hey, there was this one moment where I said, I love what I do, or were there moments?
1: There's been there's been moments, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, doing this type of work for however long, right, will have its moments good, mm-hmm. bad, and different. I think probably, you know, it was kind of the first position I had. It was at a hospital, you know, and that was my first job when I was 16 was, you know, a dishwasher in a, in a hospital. So I understand the setting. Right. But really, the first H.R. position on my own um, was, was at a was at a hospital. And I think that was when I when I first kind of said, you know what, I think I got this. I can do this. But it was it was that, you know, and it's been it's been like a little nugget since then. Right. There's also been little nuggets of what have I gotten myself into and why <laughs> am I still here? Right. As any, I think, HR professional would say.
0: And I think we all assess that during the course of our career, like, hey, is this what I want to do? Don't want to keep doing this. I think I heard Dale Carnegie one time talk about every year. You should ask yourself, what should I start doing, stop doing and continue doing? And so we're always, you know, evaluating that. Hey, well, let's talk leadership here. I mean, here you are. You're serving in a leadership role. You're a director. You also serve in a leadership role for Texas Sherm. If someone says, hey, Stacey, what's leadership to you? How would you respond to that?
1: Kind of what we've already been discussing is just being that connection, Mm -hmm. Um, being someone that could that is the is the listener, that is the ear, but then also that can help you find that purpose, like it mm-hmm. says on your back wall, is finding what it is that you know that that you want to do. So if if imparting my knowledge and wisdom and experiences on you can help you find that, then that's what leadership means to me, is making that connection, being that person that is authentic and, and real with you to help you be as successful as you want. I love that.
0: I've I've interviewed almost 200 guests on the show over the last five years. And everybody has like a little different take. It's like this common thread. Everything's woven together. Uh, But I love how you talk about listening. That's so important. And then, yes, on the back of my wall, my book just came out March 1st. Uh, drive with purpose. I'm super excited about that. And so thank for excited. teeing that up. I'm so excited about that. Well, uh, well let me ask you this. I, I'm curious. So, uh, so you are, so one of your roles is listening. I mean, you're, you're, you're a director at, at your company. What, what kind of, I mean, I, I'm curious, like what kind of challenges are you seeing today in your space uh, and, and just in general, is there anything different today than there was when you first started?
1: So professionally, I am in a new industry. I am mm. new to hospitality, okay. uh, opened a new hotel uh, end of last summer. And so, you know, before that, healthcare technology, that's been my, my previous HR background. But hospitality is, is really, the I think, the epitome of HR. Um, because you, it's all about the service, Mm. um, and without, you know, the humans, you can't provide that service. And so it's a, it's a mixture of that. I think, you know, for, so for me, you know, professionally over the last year, I have, I have been learning a lot. Um, and so, but, you know, from a volunteer standpoint, it really is pretty much the same as, is just that listening part. And hearing what the challenges are. It's funny, you know, I've been doing Texas Sherm for six, seven years, something like that. And just listening to, you know, our chapter leaders, our volunteer leaders who have such a passion for their communities and for their profession and the this, this same concerns and challenges that they have are the same ones I had, mm. you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, you know, it's it's fun to get to, to help in this process and, and to learn and to grow with everybody as well. I, I think that. that's been what, you know, over the last year or so, I've, I've really kind of been focused on is, is how to to help myself so I can help everybody else.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. You got to help yourself first. It's like that uh what's that story you got to put on your oxygen mask before you put help someone else so you mm-hmm. so you can uh be prepared to do that. I love that. I w- I want to I want to dive in. T- so w- one thing I've noticed is when I'm interviewing all of these high performers, I call you a high performer. I I've I've been watching you for a long time. I admire uh you Stacy. Stacy all the time. I but what I thing I notice is that all industries you can or, or you you can your role you can you just need to learn what the industry is doing learn the company learn the industry learn those things but as far as the role itself it's basically the same wherever you go you're leading people mm-hmm. you're connecting with people you're listening to people you're developing people all the way through one of the things I want to ask you though is because I know because I serve with you you uh, work. Full time, you have a family, you work full time, but yet you also invest time in serving in your community. You're a former president of big country Sherm, I want to say 2015 or 16, uh, somewhere wow, around there. And then you served Texas Sherm, and then you uh, decided to pause mm-hmm. for a year. I think it was a year, it might have been two, I can't remember. Yep. You paused, but then you came back. And you just like got right back into it, and I thought that was very interesting because a lot of people that push pause, they're like, okay, well, I'm 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 kind of done, I'm I'm worn out. But you paused because of uh, your uh, your family, and mm-hmm. so and then you got right back into it. Talk about the importance of volunteering, and what's that what's that done for you and your career?
1: I mean, really, it goes back to the network, and that's really what I have. I have tried to impart, especially with, you know, students, young professionals, emerging professionals that, you know, the importance of growing your network and really sustaining that network. Mm. And so, but I knew, you know, four ish years ago that I needed to pause. Um, mm-hmm. I had some changes in, in my professional life. And so I took, I was actually, I took a break from working and that's when, you know, I had a focus on my family. And so, but But I, you know, even during that time, I knew that, you know, this, this group of, of professionals that I have made such a connection with that I, that I was going to get back into this group some way, shape or form, like I needed that in my life. And so, you know, I think it's just because of that, that volunteer spirit, servant leadership spirit, whatever you want to call that, that I've had. You know, really, throughout my entire life, I remember uh, when I was probably in junior high, I'd served on the search committee for my church for a pastor, and I was like, you know, I started thinking about it. I was like, that was probably like my, my first real HR recruiting job, right? Is 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 that? But you know, if you have that type of leadership, you know, in heart of, of volunteering and serving, like. Like I said, you do have to take care of yourself, but that's never going to go away. You're going to continue to, that passion's still going to be there. And so that for me, that was what's happened, right? I I got my kid, my family all situated, ready to go. And so, and I wanted to continue to give back. And so that's why I jumped back into Texas Sherm as eagerly as I did. And they let me stay.
0: You were, you were on a search committee as a teenager. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is fantastic. I love Isn't that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, that is a great story. Oh my gosh! With all the great.
1: other, with all the other elders of the church, and my that dad is, was there. And, yeah.
0: yeah, I can just like I can see it now. Oh my gosh! Well, okay. So it, talk about okay. So what what is it like? What is it done for you though? What is what is volunteering done for? you? Because you invest a lot of time in that. Then the reason why I want you, the reason why I'm going there is because there's some people listening right now. And they're like you know what i want to get involved i just don't have time Mm -hmm. or i just don't know what else is it what's involved there what's it done for you personally to be a uh to be a volunteer
1: i mean personally it's you know it's the connection of in that mentorship right we talked about that you talked about livia and veronica Veronica was one of the first HR people that I met when I moved back to Abilene Mm. Um, and we were serving on another nonprofit board. And so, you know, it's kind of funny how all of, you know, like I said, we know each Mm. other. Um, I was the one that introduced her to, to Big Country Sherm, same thing with Livia. And I think, again, it goes back to having that passion for, for leadership, for serving, right. If I yeah. didn't think it was important to have a group of HR professionals together, because then I wouldn't be involved in the board or or uh, you know at the local level or state level. But because I think you know I I know that there is importance in having that group to you know connected. I want to find other people that can can do that as well. And and like you said, it's about you know there is a little bit of a time commitment. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you're passionate about it and you like to enjoy it and have fun, like the time commitment's not going to be that big of a challenge. I think it's just, you know, it's about finding others that can help you because you can't do it all on your own. We all know that. But again, that's why I've, you know, I've suckered all these other people in to help me (laughs) because, you know, they see the passion as well that I have. And so, you know, hopefully I can emulate that and and talk about the importance and get them to understand the importance of, of serving as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. Whenever you uh, talk about that, I think about networking, not just externally, but internally too. And Mm -hmm. something you said that really kind of I started thinking about was you get to see what good looks like. And when you get to see what not good looks like. And so internally you can, you know, network and of course meet different people. But then when you go externally and you get involved in another organization, you can really see how how people do different things, how they approach things. So, you know, you get to see consistency and not consistency. And, and there's just so much upside to that. And so I, whenever I talk about, uh, and you mentioned Drive With Purpose, uh, my new book, I talk about really going beyond your job and looking for ways to help other people and creating significance because that's when you really get meaning. Mm -hmm. in your, in your job. Hey, somebody like listening right now, they're like, uh, so Stacy's a Texas Sherm district director. What, what is, what does that mean? What do you do?
1: District director is, um, kind of, it's a, just another resource, another level between a chapter leadership and the state level. Um, again, it's just a resource to help our chapter leaders be successful, as an affiliate of sure. Um And so if that means, you know, providing specific resources for um, their financials, if it means membership assistance, if it means promoting great speakers uh, that come and do their programs, whatever that means to help promote and drive the mission of their individual chapter, um, that's what I'm here for. So West, uh, District District four is uh, our district now, uh, our Westerners, as we'd like to say. So I've right now I've got uh, Big Country Sherm in Abilene and then Mid-Tex in Brownwood, Texas, and then Permian Basin, which is in Midland Odessa, El Paso Sherm in El Paso, Texas, uh, Panhandle Sherm in Amarillo, and Lubbock Sherm. Mm. So There are six chapters that I get to kind of guide throughout this year. Um, And it's good. It's like, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a good mix of leadership that um, some are brand new to leadership and to the chapter. And then there's some that have been doing this for a while, which I, and I prefer that, right? I think, like you said, it's a good mix of, you know, how, you know, what that leadership what they've done previously and works were what has worked and they can give best practices to the new the new ones that are coming in and then vice versa, then the new leaders can share, you know, some new, new life into what you know can come up with uh, things so it's, it's really exciting we are very excited this year um, got some good things, you know good collaboration. You know, our chapters are kind of spread out geographically. There's some distance between all of us. So we're looking for some virtual um, programming and offerings this year that we could come as, a, as together as as a region and geography on a map um, and just support each other in, in these areas, right? I think that's important. That's kind of why I have a passion for the, the smaller chapters is because mm-hmm. I know that, you know what it takes to to one run a chapter but then being an hr of you know professional in these smaller communities things like that and and like i said it's about the connection and it's about the network so that's what i choose to focus on for that
0: yeah that's fantastic i mean it's like you're a mentor uh, because you've been you've served in that president role for a chapter big country and now you get to help mentor and, and really be a resource, like you said, for others. So if you're listening and you want to get involved in Texas Sherm, it's really about getting involved in your local Sherm chapter. Uh, Stacey can help you with that. I'll put all the information in the show notes. You can certainly uh, connect with her. Hey, let me let me ask you this: you you seem like a pretty driven person. What what drives you?
1: Again, just being, just being my real self, right? I don't, mm. I don't want to come across as Stacy was anything other than Stacy, um, And that's, that's pretty much it. So, and if, if I am not that person that could help you, then I will try to find it for you. But I don't mm. want, that's what drives me. That's just being that resource, being that helpful, you know, person that, that they need. Um, you know, if it's to have a good laugh with, then I will be there too. <laughs> um, just you know, just just that. That's pretty much what drives me. And then, you know, seeing my my family and my friends smile.
0: I love that. Hey, well, I I mentioned earlier, uh, when I wrote the book Drive with Purpose, I talk about, you know, going beyond success and really having, you know, significance in your career. If someone said, Hey Stacy, what's what's significance? to you and having that in your career how would you respond to that what what what's that like
1: meaning meaningful right mm-hmm. that word is what i've been i i gravitate more than significance like that mm-hmm. word to me mm-hmm. resonates different than what significance would would how how that comes across and i think like you said it's right it's it's finding that value that mm-hmm. meaning right kind of like you said i wouldn't be I wouldn't be involved in what I've been involved in if I didn't find meaning in that. I wouldn't mm. come back to Texas Sherm. I wouldn't continue to do the things that I've I've done, professionally in the in this you know community if I didn't find meaning to it. Um, so to me, that is what that is what significance means.
0: I love that. I love all of this. This has been so much fun. I, I want to ask you for those listening. You mentioned earlier you need to. Uh, And and I want to ask you a couple of questions and then we'll, we'll get into it's time to accelerate, but you mentioned that, Hey, I need to help myself first. Mm -hmm. And so for those listening, if they said, Hey, okay, I get that. I wonder how Stacy helps herself first. What are maybe a couple of things that you do that you feel like helps you move forward by helping yourself to help others?
1: I am all about self-care. And so whatever that looks like for you, for, you know, it's different for everybody. I have, I don't like to sit still in my desk or my office, mainly because I don't have any windows. Do you have a stand up desk? (laughs) I don't yet. And I need to get one. So I do, I do take a lap around and mainly because, and I've always done that mainly because if I don't, HR is usually the last to know things Mm. going on. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't get out at least once a day and walk around and check in on everybody, I, you know, just that little things, um, you know, I am all about massage therapy. Um, I'm all about all of the womenly self-care things that you could do, but I think it's just that. And then just really recognizing that, you know, I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. That's really what I have noticed for myself probably in the last several years, Is that, you know, I am, I am about to that point where I need to take a break because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be helpful to to anybody else. And it's funny, it comes just about the time of our quarterly Texas share meetings too. So it's just ironic that that happens, but I do believe in that. And so whatever that looks like for, for every Mm -hmm. individual, right. And, And I am very blessed and fortunate. I work for a company that, that values that also. Um, and has resources in you know just all the things that could be available for employees and team members to support and be the be their best self and I'm glad. so i think that's important for for companies to really focus on that and invest in that also yeah
0: i'm glad you shared that cuz i think a lot of times we feel like we need to keep the gas pressed down <laughs> and uh, hey sometimes you need to just like hit the brake and pull over and take a rest I, I think over the last probably four or five years, I've learned to give myself grace whenever I don't mm-hmm. get something done. I just say, you know what? It's okay. When the season's right, I'll get back to it or whatever the case may be. So I'm glad you shared that. I know there's some people listening right now that are like, oh, man, I needed to hear that because I feel like I need to do all this stuff. And, and really, you, you need to take care of yourself first. Uh, and that's been so good. Okay. Last question before we go to it's time to accelerate. You've given incredible advice on the show. But have you ever been given any advice? Uh, maybe it was early on, maybe it was mid career. It was just so good. You just find yourself sharing that with others.
1: Really, it's, it's to be your authentic self to be Mm. just to be the the true person that you are meant to be. And I've heard that from, you know, so many people, but you know, and everybody has a book or podcast on it, right. But I think until you finally, like put it into practice, like it's not, it's not going to resonate with you. And so to me, that's, that's what I've always operated Mm. under. That's, that's what I've always done. And so
0: I love that. That's great advice Uh, from Stacey all the time. Oh, my gosh, I told you the time was going to fly. We're going to switch over to it's time to accelerate. And I'm going to ask a few fun questions. First and foremost, what are you looking forward to in 2024, here we are, almost at the end of oh, Q1. Gosh.
1: I know. Um, so 2024. Uh, so it's actually my 10-year wedding anniversary with my husband. So I am looking and planning a very fabulous trip with him. Because uh, again, you need to just pause and right. go away. I love that. Um, really, just you know, I'm I'm coming up on a year. Uh, it'll be a year this summer for my new property, and so you know, just just really sinking my teeth into that Um, the hospitality industry has really changed since COVID. And and so I'm learning. I love it though. Mm -hmm. I think this is where I'm meant to be ever. I do get asked that daily. Like, are you where you're supposed to be? I was like, yes, I am where I'm supposed to be. So I
0: love that. Uh, I once, uh, I wrote a chapter in my last book, great leaders are grateful leaders. What, What are you grateful for?
1: I, you know, I am, I am really grateful for just the connections I get to meet. And and established every single day like i talked mm-hmm. about every i think everybody is a mentor mm-hmm. and so whether that is the teacher at my son's school whether that is um you know a, a guest that comes into my hotel like there's a there's that's what i'm grateful for i'm grateful for those connections and getting the opportunity to to talk with 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 everybody
0: I love that how you're just open every time you have a connection, you're just opening to learning from them. That's that's so good. Hey, so other than uh, work in Texas Sherm, or maybe that is part of it, what what energizes you?
1: Work in Texas Sherm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's you that. know, it's like it's like I said, you know, especially with Texas Sherm, we've I am so pumped about this year and yeah. just the focus that we've we have for each other and you know, went to past couple of months have been to uh, Sherm the volunteer leader business meeting and mm-hmm. those opportunities from and getting to connect with other leaders from other states and mm. and Bruce I don't know if you know this but Texas we we we're doing pretty good like we're knocking it out of the park and so that energizes me right is, is mm. to see and to know that we we really are doing great at what we say we're going to do which is supporting each other and elevating the profession
0: yeah it, it it it's pretty special to be part of texas sherm and all of the 31 chapters across the state and just seeing all the there's just something uh about it you know roseanne garza our state director always talked about she always talks about the importance of belonging and i think that's mm-hmm. what everybody feels they feel like they belong not just to the chapter or texas sherm but just to something bigger uh, to bigger. something of significance. Uh, right. Meaningful. Uh, Meaningfulness. Uh, I love that. Okay. Last question, Stacey. Uh Stacy, 10 years older, is around the corner knocking at your door. And you're going to go answer that door. What's she going to tell you?
1: She's going to tell you to go make a hair appointment. No, just, uh, you know, continue to be the real you and, yeah. you know, look for those opportunities and those people that that, that, you'd know, can make a difference and connect with them and help them along their path.
0: Stacy, this has been so good. I appreciate you coming on, just sharing your, your wisdom, your perspective. Hey, if somebody heard something you shared today, or maybe they want to get to learn more about, uh, you know, Texas Sherm or, or, or your organization, how is the best way for them to connect with you?
1: I am on LinkedIn. I'm mm. on that platform. I'm also on all the other social platforms as well, but LinkedIn is the better way to contact me.
0: Perfect. I will put that in the show notes as well. Uh, and if you're in Abilene you get to the downtown convention center, stop by and see Stacy and tell her you uh, heard her on life in the leadership lane. She'll love it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you so much. You, I Bruce. cannot wait to share this episode. And I appreciate your friendship so much.
1: Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate you as well. Awesome. Okay. I'll talk to you later.